0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mornings with Ron. It's been a couple weeks since we've all been together as I took some downtime to recharge my creative energy. I did a little exploring uh, over in Europe, in London, Berlin, and Amsterdam, and had an opportunity after going to England for the past 37 years to go and explore a little bit of my ancestral roots as my family came from the Rochester area down in southern England. As I was traveling around, you know, I was just amazed by the number of people that I came in contact with j- that just bring some kind of joy or interesting information to your life that you may not have otherwise known or otherwise uh, experienced. And I also recognized the importance of diversity as I went through the different country- countries and saw what people contribute to the individual societies in these countries around the world. So normally I don't uh, put out some of the messages so early that I have done recently as a part of the morningswithron.com blog, but there's this one particular message I wrote that I released last week that I wanted to start this particular podcast off with because it's still sitting with me um, so so recently since my uh, trip that I just finished. So let's get on with uh, this week's podcast, and I'll start this first message with the beauty of diversity. You know, for the past two weeks, I had the privilege of visiting London, Berlin, and Amsterdam. And as I traveled around those areas, I was struck by the beauty and diversity that people bring to not only the culture, but the lifestyles of those that live in those areas. As I traveled, I observed, and I wondered what each of these places would have been like if they were only people from the local areas that were part of the cultures. Think about it for a moment. If you enjoy an Indian meal, yet you have no Indian immigrants to bring their spices and recipes, how would that be possible? The same goes for Chinese, Vietnamese, African, and others. What if everyone spoke the same language, looked the same, and ate the same food? At what point would that become boring, mundane, and leaving us wanting for something different? While countries work hard to do everything in their power to close their borders to those that are different, we seem to forget that none of us were original settlers of our beautiful lands. Originally, we all came from somewhere far away. and arriving, we brought new ways of life, new ways of thinking, and a vast diversity that enhanced the place that we would occupy and call home. This trip, I got to visit my ancestral home of Rochester, England. While walking the grounds, I imagined those that walked before me. I wondered what they experienced, how they lived, and what ultimately brought them to the land that we call America. The ruined castles and homes no longer inhabitable gave me insight into how those that came before me lived before they discovered the new world. One thing I realized more than anything else is that we're all only as good as the sum of the parts that make up the fabric of who we are. The mixture of cultures stand at the forefront of what makes living all that more fun. Experiencing the world through others' eyes and appreciating what they offer to our world is what makes life great exciting, and even grand. One of my greatest passions is seeing different parts of the world. I've been doing that since my senior year of high school, and never once have I returned from a trip and not basked in the awe of what the many cultures of our world have to offer. Never once have I not appreciated the contributions they make to not only my world, but our world as a whole. This second message came about as a result of a quote that I saw that said, You were born with the ability to change someone's life. Don't ever waste it. So I titled this message, Changing a Life is Cool. There's nothing more beautiful in this world than doing something that changes someone's life. We never know when that opportunity is going to present itself, which makes it incredibly important that we are always on the lookout for the opportunity when we encounter other people. Years ago, when I was first starting out in the workforce, I worked in a call center for a pharmacy benefits management company. We took calls from people who were inquiring about their mail order prescriptions and would talk to many people during our eight to 10 hour shifts. On one particular day, I received a call from an elderly woman that lived on the opposite coast from where I lived in Florida. She was beside herself for not having received her prescriptions. And after calming her down, we proceeded on a plan to help her out. Her prescriptions were truly lost in the mail. So I told her that we would call her doctor and get new prescriptions over the phone. I would personally have them walk through the pharmacy and we would send them overnight to her. As I talked with her more, I could tell that she was really lonely and through some probing had also learned that she had not eaten because she was not well and not able to get out of her apartment to shop. My parents lived about an hour from her and often went over to her area shopping. I quickly enlisted them to go and check on her and they were able to take her out to get some food and make sure that she was okay. They delivered much needed help just in time. I also made a trip over to the other coast to meet her in person, and we eventually became best of friends, writing and calling until her family moved her to a nursing home. Since I had no relationship with them, I had to work hard to find out where she was and started to write to her. My letters went unanswered until finally one day I called the facility to try and speak to her. One of her family members was put on the phone, and as I inquired about her health, their response to me was that she could not talk to me that day they didn't understand why I was calling because she had no money. I of course informed them that I was not interested in her money and politely ended the call. You see, it was never about money for me. It was about my ability to change one life and make it a little better at a time when someone needed it most. What the family felt was of no consequence to me because I knew my intentions and I was right with my soul. I suppose that she never got my letters that I sent But I knew in my heart that in her heart, she knew I still cared. So always be on the lookout for opportunities to make a difference in someone's life. Take advantage when they present themselves, as you never know the lasting impact that you're going to have on someone. This next message I titled, Some Memories Cannot Be Replaced. As we go through life, we start to build a cache of memories from the time we are born. The things we do... The people we meet and the situations we encounter all start to form a memory box in our mind that we often access in times of need and sadness. We create good memories, bad memories, memories that have significance, and sometimes memories that we would rather forget. Often we allow those memories to override each other. When we need to feel good, we allow the bad memories to sabotage our effort to do so. When we feel bad, we sometimes use our good memories to bring us out of a bad place. Memories serve a host of purposes in our everyday lives. As we well know, our ability to remember ebbs and flows as we get older. Some things stay bright and in the forefront of our minds. Others fade away and are almost impossible to find, even when we try to access them. Some slip away to make room for new ones, and others are quickly discarded as soon as they happen. This is all a natural part of life and aging. And where it becomes difficult is when one has to deal with Alzheimer's or dementia and their cognitive thoughts are affected by their biology. Those of us who have directly dealt with patients with Alzheimer's or dementia, such as my grandmother had, know firsthand the effect those terrible diseases have on an individual's ability to share their memories. Although in their mind, their memories may be intact, their ability to verbalize and share them becomes more and more impossible. Unfortunately, what results is lost familial history that we wish we had. This is why it's incredibly important to gain knowledge that interests us in relation to family history while we have the opportunity. We never expect our loved ones to come down with memory-stealing diseases, but it unfortunately affects more people than it should. We sometimes don't even realize that the disease is starting to take hold until it's too late to extract the knowledge that we seek. It's why we have an obligation to stay close to and care for our older loved ones throughout their lives, and not just when they are sick and need us most. When my grandmother was in her early stages of her dementia, I fortunately had many opportunities to sit with her and ask her family questions. She also took the opportunity to share things with me that I never knew. It was her way of clearing her soul as she prepared for that last phase of her life. If we give them the opportunity, they will talk to us, if only we will listen. Use those opportunities to learn all that you can, when you can, And when the memories are gone, they're gone forever. And unfortunately, some memories can never be replaced. This next message I titled, Choosing to be Happy. There's times in our lives that no matter how hard we try to be truly happy, it seems to constantly elude us and we never seem to quite get there. That happiness that we so desire seems truly out of reach and we continue to stay in our mire because it all seems just too hard. It is at those moments that we have to take a look at our efforts and question just whose definition of happiness we are trying to live up to. Happiness is many things to many people. There are people that will tell you that money is happiness. Others will tell you it's health, family, or other specific things that contribute to their happiness. However, the ultimate question is what our definition of happiness is. Attempting to live up to others' definition of happiness is a sure way to ensure that we never truly achieve happiness ourselves. There are many people that will tell you that achieving a full level of happiness is impossible. To them, I say hogwash. No one has more control over our ability to be happy than we. If we let them, it's those very people that believe in the impossibility that will hinder our own ability to achieve the level of happiness that we desire. One thing that helps in achieving happiness is sitting down and making a list of the things that make us feel good, identifying the areas that are complete and those areas where there are deficits that we need to focus on. Then take those focus areas and analyze them to determine which ones are really important and which ones will have no impact on our ability to be happy. Once you've weeded the garden, you're left with those things that truly matter, and you now have identified the gaps on your path to true happiness. Before we can achieve the level of happiness we desire, we have to give ourselves the permission to do so. We need to ensure that we aren't sabotaging our efforts and are truly focusing on those areas that are important. Most of all, we have to simply decide to be happy and go for it. Of course, while we're trying to be happy, we know that we're going to make mistakes. And for this last message, I titled it, Yes, Mistakes Can Be Good. No one's harder on us than ourselves when it comes to making mistakes. Over and over, we beat ourselves up for making errors and not doing things right the first time. Whether we have had instilled in us a need to be perfect through our upbringing or we have just learned on our own to be hard on ourselves. we often are our own worst enemy. We see mistakes in the negative instead of seeing them for what they are meant to be. As we go through life, there are many paths we can choose when we are making decisions. Some are the right ones, and some are not, as we travel on what I like to call the succeed and fail roller coaster of life. Mistakes and failures are important tools to help strengthen our resolve, enhance our life, and nourish our soul as we strive to live a good, productive life. One would suspect that people that rarely make mistakes are likely people who never try in the first place. They are so afraid of making a mistake and failing. They live in a mundane existence, just going through the motions, and if that's right for their soul, then there's nothing wrong with it. However, people who try and live a full life with all the excitement and adventure it has to offer are going to make mistakes. We will all be faced with a myriad of decisions that are not always going to go well, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that either. Mistakes are proof that you are trying. It means you're getting outside of your box, broadening your horizons, and making an effort to ensure that your life is full and complete. If you're using those mistakes to better yourself and as a tool to keep from making the mistakes over and over, then you're truly living. Isn't that what it's all about? Extracting every minute that life has to offer to ensure that when we get to the end, we can look back, smile, and say to ourselves, job well done. Mistakes are a natural part of living, and they'll be with us throughout our life path. Embrace them, learn from them, and let them be the tool that guides you to a better and more productive life. Never use them as a tool of self-flagellation. Use them as the learning tool that they were meant to be. And there you are, another episode of Mornings with Ron. I've missed being with you guys for the last few weeks. Um, hopefully you have missed me as much as I have missed you. Um, I thank you as always for going on this journey with me. I hope these messages resonate with you and bring some kind of help to your life as you deal with your daily situations. And now as always, as you go out into this great big world of ours this week, always, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles.